Thank you for joining us for Revive the Drive, a ministry of the Bethany Fellowship of Churches. We live in a world where time is a precious commodity. One of the avenues for reviving our souls is the necessary commute to and from the many places our schedules take us. As the wheels of the car begin to turn, join our panel and set the wheels of your mind in motion as you consider the significance and impact of theology on everyday life. Let's listen in as our pastors talk theology. Welcome to Revive the Drive. We're glad to be able to spend some time with you once again talking about a very important topic today. It's the topic of the family. This entire segment of Revive the Drive will be about the family, marriage, and so what an important topic it is for our day. I'm here with uh, Daniel Bennett and Art Georges, and I'm Rich Burkle, and we're pastors at uh, Bethany Fellowship Churches. And so, Daniel and Art, why is this such an important topic? Why would you say this is something worth thinking about, this topic of marriage and family? Well, I think we're witnessing the wholesale uh, dissolution of uh, a key core component of society, which is the family, the family structure, sanctity of marriage. And so it's important for we as believers to remind ourselves about what the Bible says about marriage, about family, uh, so that we can stand firm and strong in the midst of uh, such confusion and chaos, uh, both in the legal uh, arena and uh, simply in, in the social structures. Yeah, family is one of the, the common graces that, that God gives to humanity. And we, we have a desire to, to see people enjoy that, that grace that God has given them, uh, be it the marriage relationship, and we'll be talking about that this session, and in future sessions we'll be talking about children and, and some parenting principles and the role of a husband and the role of a wife in a, in a marriage. And, you know, I, I think we want to see people experience the, the fullness of God's joy in those relationships. Family is a really fun thing. I'm glad I have a family. I'm glad I'm a part of a family. And I want to to see other people experience the, the joy of family as, as God has intended it to be. I don't know if you guys remember uh, the uh, uh, television program, children television program, Barney. I don't even know if Barney's on anymore, the big purple dinosaur. Big purple dinosaur. But uh, it was probably 15 years ago or so that uh, the, that was very uh, – prominent and and popular and and um they had a little song there it says i love you you love me we're a happy family and so uh the the definition of the children's program a family of people who are, are loving each other and so why would you say that why not you know to to our world around us why not have that as our definition and let anything that fits in that bucket be called family what's so dangerous about that idea yeah, well, God has ordained not just the reality of, of, of relationships, that people are going to be in relationships with one another, and certainly there are there are relationships that go beyond uh, the the immediate family, but but he's also ordained what a, what a family looks like. And in his word, he said, look, this is how, this is who can be in a marriage relationship, and this is uh, who is supposed to be in submission to these parents in a, in a family relationship. And so it's important to to go to God's word and see what he says about the family in order to be in obedience to it so that you can experience the, the fullness of, of the, uh, the joy of obedience to God. Part of, the, um, part of that answer, too, is that uh, God's word helps to define um, the family and roles and relationships within the family, authority, structures within the family. And when we simply join arms with everyone, uh, it may seem very... Uh, altruistic, but 
uh, we, we cast off the structures that are helpful, uh, helpful to our lives, make order. God is the God of order, not chaos, and, and therefore he's given us uh, relationships and authority within the family structure that the Bible makes clear. Right. Another observation we would make is that uh, this issue of the family, it's, it's not on the periphery of God's design or of God's attention that as he uh, shares us revelation of himself and his plan for us as, as men, women made in his image, but it's central. Um, it's the first human institution. <laughs> exactly. You have, you have creation, and part of the first seven days is God's design for family. And, and in Scripture, we see that design being very clear. It's one man, and it's one woman, Adam and Eve, uh, joined together, the two becoming one flesh, and uh, in, a, in a lifelong union uh, with the design that children would flow from that, and there would be relationships uh, that remain throughout the lives of the children until they get married, until they leave their father and mother. You know, what's interesting to me is you read Genesis 2 is, you know, you, you see Eve being created for Adam, and uh, Adam, you know, expressing this great joy, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, and then this great commentary that God gives, and I keep in mind that it's just Adam and Eve on the earth at this point, but he says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become flesh. There's not a father and mother yet in view. To leave. To leave. And yet uh, God is declaring his design from the very outset that there would be relationships that would flow out of family, that would continue the glory of God in uh, humanity, and again, this is of course prior to the fall. It wasn't. It wasn't something that God designed after the fall to to kind of make up for uh, the fall's effects. But it was part of His very perfection, which indicates that's part of uh, who He is, part of His very character. So, riches. We're talking about what is a family, and, and trying to come up with some definitions here. We recognize that family doesn't exist in Eden anymore. We live in a fallen world in which. We're, we're doing family, and so uh, you know, a, a husband and wife are married, and then a tragedy strikes, and and dad is is removed from from the from the, the, this life. Or um, uh, there, there's other situations. So how how do we you know how do we, we wrap our our minds around a kind of a, a definition of a family, or, or even uh, you know what God brings from 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 tragic uh, breach of personal relationships? How, how do we define family in a, in a fallen world? As it as we get away from not get away from what happened in Eden, but but re- realize the reality of where we are isn't isn't Eden any longer. Well, I think again we have to go back and we have to start with uh, the core of a family, and that is uh, beginning with man and woman, husband and wife. And as Rich was alluding to in, in Genesis two eighteen through 24 or 25, um, we often read that uh, at a wedding, don't we, and uh, remind uh, the man and woman that, uh, that uh, God has ordained this relationship. He, he first talks about leaving um, and setting up a, a family structure of their own, uh, forsaking the parental uh, authority, uh, honoring it yet, but forsaking it and establishing one, cleaving to each other, becoming that one flesh relationship that God ordains. It, it, it's, uh, in fact, Jesus says in Matthew 19, uh, 
is it not written that in the beginning God made them male and female and and declared them one flesh? So it's God's declaration of this one flesh relationship. And then out of that flows the family, right? Because the commission from the beginning was to be fruitful and multiply. And so from this husband and wife flow offspring and and if something is to uh, to upset that structure, then God has made provisions for um, for the family and how they are to act. Uh, the church even is called to minister to widows and and orphans, and so God has given us right. a great deal of understanding of how we continue to minister to that family structure when sin and living in a sin cursed world upsets the normal. Order. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking through too, Art. And if I if I start to take us in a direction that uh, is a rabbit trail uh, or contains some questions that we answer wrongly, we can just record over this, right? <laughs> so so if you're listening to this, it means we think we did okay. But uh, so I think about the that there's a situation at uh, my parents' church of a of a single lady who uh, someone asked if if she could care for this child, and so she she started caring for this child with some very profound medical needs and ended up adopting the child. Uh, now that's not I, I don't believe if if we look at the in, intent of family in, in the Garden of Eden that's that's what uh, the I quote unquote ideal family looks like. I think that that family structure exists because sin exists, the fall exists, death exists, uh, medical needs exist. Uh, there's been tragedy in that child's life. But I think that, you know, the gospel is redemptive, right? And so the gospel can take uh, situations that, that aren't ideal and redeem them and create family where, where there wasn't family before. Yeah, um, you know your original question, if I if I'm stating it right, too, was was how does uh, the fact that uh, the fall occurred and all these effects uh, we experience as a result of that fall, how does that affect God's design for marriage and family? And and I guess I would answer that by saying it doesn't affect God's design for marriage and family. That that we always go back to that which God had created as as the ultimate goal and picture. Mm-hmm. It does affect how we experience his design. Right. So so the example you used uh just a moment ago with with the little boy who didn't experience God's design for family right. as he was I don't know whether it was from birth or, or not that he right. was an orphan but but clear without parents at some point and that's not God's design and that's because of the fall. So then how do how do we experience God's design um in the midst of that kind of a situation, and it sounds like you know, in in this woman uh, drew this boy into her into her life and said, "You're going to experience a mom," right? Which is part of the design of the family. Right. Now, it's not the complete picture, and it it really can't be for that child, um, and it can't be for many people. You know, again, you mentioned earlier even the death of a spouse. Well, that death was not part of that design Original prior to design. fall. Um, but it's something that's a reality, and and so given the reality of sin and death and the curse, um, God's design doesn't change. We we keep that ever in view, but but how we experience that design in this fallen world certainly will change. So it doesn't change our definition of family. Uh, we, we might have a broader definition, but we say there's a difference between design and experience of of family relationships. And I, again, I I go back to the idea that. That the gospel, all family relationships are also a picture of God's relationship with us, right? 
And so the gospel allows us to experience family relationships in, in, in special ways. In fact, you can't really experience the fullness of family relationship without receiving the gospel as well, because you don't understand that picture of what, for example, the husband wife relationship is supposed to look like. Yeah. It's, it's also flows out of, of who he is as the triune God. Right. He is relational as God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. And, uh, it's interesting that, that God chose family titles to describe who he is to, to mankind. So he first creates family and then we experience family, and then he says, and I'm the father, <laughs> and then there's another person called the son, and, and he uses family relationships to describe who he is. So, mm-hmm. so he, he creates this model where, whereby we can understand him more completely as well. So, so we, uh, go ahead, we might even say that the gospel expands the application of love to the family structure so that uh, – uh, because of sin and because of death and because of orphaning and those type of things, the love of God and the hope of the gospel causes us to to uh, show that love to those who have been uh, been upset by the the effects of sin, be it death or brokenness or uh, um, widowing, orphaning, and and the church and 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 those who fall underneath God's uh, commands would apply their love to care for those and, and even increase the family structure, mm. but not in the same way that Barney was talking about. Right. So if if you were, Art, uh, counseling someone who had uh, experienced uh, tragedy, either you know, death of a spouse or divorce or, or some sort of breach of what the design of marriage and family was supposed to look like, or a young person whose whose parents are not the parents that God has called them to be. How how do you? In, in what ways do you encourage them to understand God's design of the family, and then how do you encourage them to experience what God has intended a family to be, even in their broken relationships? Yeah. Well, as Rich mentioned, you you still go back and focus on that original design, and even when someone's been let down, perhaps by uh, uh, parents that aren't functioning in, in uh, the, the designed, planned way, uh, you still encourage them to play their role, um, be it uh, you know a wife that uh, is in a broken marriage or a struggling marriage, still encourage her to look at God's picture for the biblical wife or the biblical husband in, in the case of a husband whose wife is not maybe believing, and for them to be that picture of what God wants it to be and focus on that and allow God to, to his grace to come in and, and deal with the other parties in, in those relationships. Yeah, so, so uh, as we see marriage under attack, what are some, some ways then that, that uh, we've, we've discussed how marriage often is not experienced as, as God has originally designed it, but then there are other ways in which the design itself is being challenged and trampled on. So yeah. what are some ways that we see the design for marriage itself really under assault so that not only is there just this recognition, which, which I think as Christians we certainly uh, have, to, have to grab onto, that we're going to experience marriage different from the design often as a result of the fall, but um, 
How is the design itself under attack? What would you say are, are some serious assaults against marriage that, that Christians ought to have their uh, their hearts and minds uh, connected to so that we will be able to, to interact with our world uh, on this very important topic or subject? Well, uh, without even getting into uh, yet the uh, issues of same-sex marriage, uh, uh, which obviously is one way that it's under attack, uh, maybe a more subtle, but we, not to us as pastors, a more subtle way that the uh, um, the world is attacking marriage is the lack of permanence of marriage. Um, God intended it to be a, a one flesh relationship uh, until death do us part, and so uh, the whole culture around us uh, sort of allows marriage to be seen as something that is just uh, until love diminishes. Um, and, and very uh, expendable in terms of that one flesh relationship. Yeah, so there's been a, a radical redefining of what marriage is e- even before this most, I would say really in the last five years, the the same-sex uh, so-called marriage has, has come to the forefront. But, but really, we've redefined what marriage is uh, before the last five years, in the last 50 or 60 years, as we've attacked the idea of the permanency of marriage, but and then also as we're talking about family and, and threats to the the biblical understanding of what a family is, I think we've seen our culture become uh, much more child centered in, in terms of of what the roles in a, in a family look like, and so the the idea of of honoring uh, of father and mother is not uh, a principle that's really encouraged and and taught in in culture at large, and so I think that fundamentally undermines a, a biblical picture of a family as well. And maybe just to add one more to that, and that's the confusion of gender, um, uh, God's design purpose for gender, so that the role of the, the husband, the role of the wife, um, lose their distinctives, lose their mm-hmm. lose uh, really the intention that God has for them. And all these things we're planning to continue to talk about as we continue this uh, Revive the Drive on the subject of marriage. So final words uh, that you guys might have about marriage, how glorious it is, why God created it, uh, its wonder uh, for us as mankind to enjoy. You you mentioned uh, the, the passage in Genesis uh, 2 about the, the relationship between a husband and wife, and, and Paul uh, re- returns to that in Ephesians 5 because Genesis 2, of course, is followed by Genesis 3. And I think so many of our families are living in a Genesis 3 world. You know, they're, they're living in that sort of marriage relationship that's uh, not only in the midst of the fall, but but almost our, our culture seems to celebrate fallen marriages and fallen relationships. And, and I just encourage people with, with what Paul comes back to in Ephesians 5 as he comes back to the, the the marriage relationship and the gospel and the gospel is presented in Ephesians one through three so clearly and how the gospel impacts our, our marriage relationships. And Paul ends uh, Ephesians five, this mystery is profound after, after quoting in verse 31, how the two become one flesh after leaving father and mother and holding fast. This mystery is profound. I'm saying that it refers to Christ in the church. And so that's, you know, that's what I want to encourage people with as well is as we think about family and marriage, we're really talking about the gospel and, and God's relationship with us and how it flows into mm-hmm. our relationships with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, truly the, the, the whole story of the Bible is, 
is connected to this design of God and family. I think that's why God set out family and is one of the first teachings of, of uh, Genesis because uh, it's through a family, Abraham, that, that we we find all the nations of the earth being blessed. It's through a family. And then you get to the New Testament. Right now, as we record, it's it's uh, approaching Christmas season, and it's through family. <laughs> there was a, a woman mm-hmm. who betrothed to a man, and she was great with child, and the man was going to put her away secretly, and the Holy Spirit came and said, don't do that, uh, or an angel came and said, don't do that, because the Holy Spirit uh, uh, conceived this child that's in her, and it's all family. So uh, it, it connects us to God's plan, not only for uh, this world, but also for the next, that that God has an intention that we would experience him and one another forever um, as uh, as his children in this great family of faith. And uh, so it is a great mystery, and it's excited to be exciting to be able to talk about this together with you. It's so practical, and yet it's so wonderful. I'm so thankful for God's design for the family. It's benefited my life so much, and and uh, really, it's benefited everyone's life, regardless of of how your life has been affected by the fall. The, this whole idea of family. Just think of a world where family was not. And uh, it would be a miserable place. Mm-hmm. So let's continue to to look forward to asking and thinking about more questions related to the family. Thank you for joining us here at Revive the Drive. We trust that this will be an encouragement to you. <laughs> 